Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome to the... Man. (laughs) I haven't messed that up in a while. Crash and burn. (laughs) Notorious Scoundrels, welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. Uh, Um, Started on five, four, three, (laughs) two, one. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Jay and John Bushfax Bushman. What's up, gentlemen? Hi, Kyle. Hey. Sorry, we're all giggling here because I just got done like, butchering the opening, <laughs> yeah. which I have not done in a while. Um, so no, you really haven't. Yeah. I always like there's always that moment between no and Taurus is where it always seems to catch you. And so I'm like, I always wait every week. But no, you've been really good. This has been the first week in a long time. Yeah, I was excited, hoping we we're going to keep it. <laughs> oh, we like, are. Nah. No, we are. Oh, just, all of it. I, yeah. No, we are. The double count in and everything. The double count. Yeah. yeah. We'll okay. keep it all. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. It's here. They heard it. Classic. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about today. We got uh, the last of our four preview articles talking about movement, yeah. um, which I know John has some opinions on. No. John? Me? Uh, opinions? <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to quickly hit some Invader news because that one is down to the top two, the final table, if you will. And uh, we haven't really talked about that in a while. So uh, we're going to hit that briefly. And then, um, yeah, we'll see what else we have time for. But before that, you got any housekeeping for us, Jay? Yeah, I do. Uh, so we've been kind of keeping it light the last few weeks. But uh, just as a reminder... You can join us on Patreon uh, to help support the blog and the podcast and all that. Uh, we give we've been giving away some cool stuff. We did, let's see, we we did the Battle Force cards a uh, couple a couple months six months ago. Then three we we do quarterly rewards. So then last quarter this past quarter in October uh, was um, we did the uh, updated errata cards. We did some of those we printed and we've got the next ones, which are going to be uh, coming out at the end of January, beginning of February. We're going to do some more errata cards, but then we're also going to be doing um, some other cool things. We've got, uh, we're going to do some 50, 50 dice. So the chance cubes, we're going to do something like that. Uh, for our patreon members and then we're also going to do uh some special uh tokens we did the um exhaust tokens which were little like sleepy clouds with z's in them so i'm going to do like a like a more advanced version of that with one of our new printing machines uh so so we're going to hand out some of those tokens and then i think i'm going to put in some uh bounty tokens in there too so so those are going to be the $25 level. We'll get all of that. Uh, the $10 level, we'll get a portion of that. Um, and then we've got to send out the $5 level ones too, which will get uh, something less than that. I haven't really decided what those portions are and who's getting what yet, but 25 gets it all. So if you're a $25 level member uh, on our Patreon, you get all the the really jazzy cool stuff ten dollars you still get cards and some some neat one or two tokens and then five dollars is usually just cards so so yeah 
so that's that's what we'll do there um i i want to hear from the listeners a lot of people still been reaching out about the gar saxon cards um i don't want to do that for free again uh and so my question to you the listeners is would that be an interesting patreon thing like if you sign up at i don't know a certain dollar level that for x number of months you can get a pay a gar saxon card and i i don't know i gotta think about that i haven't really like uh, just people keep asking and i'm gonna be honest with you guys it costs us a lot of money to do that uh like we said we sent out about five thousand cards and it was probably like 70 cents a person right to send those out so that's almost five grand that 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 took to to make that happen just just in stamps yeah yeah right never, yeah. never mind your tongue from licking all those envelopes yeah, right well i made somebody else do that uh, yeah, but yeah 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 uh no we got the peel once of course that, I didn't want, what's that uh seinfeld episode where george's uh girlfriend or wife dies from licking envelopes? <laughs> yeah yeah um so no, we got the peel ones, but yeah, yeah, it, it was quite expensive and um, time consuming to do, which we were happy to do, but I, I don't want to do it again for free. So, um, and I can't sell the cards either. Uh, so I need to find out another way to do that. So I don't know, let us know, comment, tell us a good way to do that. What, what you guys would be willing to, you know, I, cause I really can't think of one outside of joining Patreon, but then like tracking that and it was yeah. like a separate patreon tier i don't know yeah don't like fully a gar know, saxon like... patreon yeah the gar like... saxon tier yeah, the chin I, the chin tier yeah, yeah yeah i don't know i'm, I'm not <clears throat> incredibly familiar with patreon but i imagine you could do like tiers and then yeah. you could do like an off tier yeah you can okay yeah we could create another tier for it and then hey but you got to stay in for like x months to you know i don't know Right in, yeah. tell us. Um, so that's Patreon. Join that. Blah blah blah. Uh, that's all good. The other thing is, so when you are listening to this, which will be uh, the twenty eighth of December, roughly that same day or maybe the day after, we're going to be launching a new uh thing that we came up with called Fifth Trooper One Shots, and uh, basically what they are are these cool little stories that come with uh their own battlefield cards uh new upgrades that we've come up with and then also we're putting in alt art of like the generic components so like standing orders some of the g generic upgrades uh uh objective tokens we're gonna do some nice acrylic tokens and basically what it is there's like these cool stories that you it's kind of like it's kind of like a narrative kind of like stormtide but like a a condensed version um that doesn't go on month to month to month so you just you get one um even though we're going to be putting them out probably once a month you don't have to keep going they're not like it's not a subscription you can just buy one or two or um and they don't tie in together they're completely new stories uh that we're writing and and you'll get a set of battlefield cards so the objective condition deployment you'll get um this one this that's going to be released in january is going to have three new upgrade cards that we came up with and these upgrade cards basically uh you use for the one shots and and you can uh if you do more than one one shot you can continue using these upgrades and then we're going to do a bunch of all arts cool new art for for the stuff you already have um so these are this kind of like there's a lot of people 
that wanted to get in the storm tide but weren't really like into the like mystery box scenario and and i know that it's hard to like commit to a monthly subscription model and so we're doing the i thought this would be a cool way for other people to to kind of get in on this and get some alternate cards get some cool new battlefields that they can play you know battlefield situations that they could play with their friends to kind of you know if you're tired of the you know the current battlefields um we've got some really cool ideas like this first one uh has some like time travel type stuff going on so like one of one of the conditions you basically like roll a die on the condition card and uh if you roll a a block you perform you perform the same action for a second time like kind of like breaking all the rules so you announce your action you're like hey i'm gonna attack this unit right try a double attack yeah and then you can do it twice on a roll right um if you if you roll another thing um you actually don't get to perform the attack and then Mm. and or whatever that action and then you only have one action left like kind of you got rewound like you went to run and then it like rewound you back um and then you know then a a blank does nothing um but yeah so there's different we got these cool different ideas and stories um and for those of you that play stormtide no worries these are not retreads so we're not retreading any of the stories from stormtide these are completely unique one shots that are taking place in a galaxy sort of near the galaxy far away um you know it's our own stories our own ip um just using the legion rule set so uh look for that whatever they may be yeah that's right yeah (laughs) that that was really tough uh when i was working on this they started and they like announced the first rule change and i was like oh like it's like uh, um yeah all right i gotta be careful what i you know work on but uh I, I think i got some stuff that they're probably not gonna i mean i don't like they're gonna touch but who knows um but yeah anyway so check out that that'll be out uh the 28th probably at some point after the podcast is out so one shot december 28th or january pre-order will be up december 28th and then uh we're gonna it'll be released uh january 20th is is when we're gonna you'll have them in your hands awesome yeah so i think it's i don't know i uh, let me you know again let us know once you see the what's going on um it's just an idea that i had and just trying to get people to keep playing legion and have different ways of playing and uh you know and if you're not 100 percent into you know biting off the monthly of storm tide you can play these one shots and then if you like these uh you'll definitely like storm tide so you know just check it out all right anything else no i think that's it that's enough all right uh well how about we hit super quick Let's hit the invader list first before we get to our main topic, which is the movement stuff. So invader league is for those that are unfamiliar, we've talked about it at various times on this cast before, but it's an online tournament of roughly 200 people. And there's two stages. We are currently in the last stage, which is the, um, it's called man. I'm blanking. It's like international elims grand finals. Yeah. Um, which was 
after the regional elims, which was itself after round robin. So these players have played, I think at this point, 10 rounds? 10 uh, rounds. Oh, how many was in Grand? Grand was um, either two or three, depending on your region. Uh, I think for both of these players, it oh, was the, two. The, the final. What's that? Uh, uh, the, final the... final was three. Um, because there was uh, 12 players. Okay. No, that, so each, uh, one, each region two. kind of had different four, size brackets. Yeah, it's four total. There were some buys and stuff. Um, yeah. So there were there were twelve players that made it to um, grand finals. Uh, four players had buys. So this is the fourth round of grand finals. So uh, the two players, which are Snyder and Ringmaster eighty, have both played ten games at this point, and this is their eleventh game. So well, ten games of Swiss would be like a thousand player tournament. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's not, and it's not quite Swiss, which right, is why right, right. There are some stages where you can advance with a loss, right? Um, specifically round robin. Uh, I think after, only round robin. Only round robin. Yeah. Um, you can advance with sometimes more than one loss in round robin because it's basically, um, it's not Swiss. It's like a it's like a league round robin league where you have five other players in your group and everybody plays everybody um and then they sort the top two from each of those groups and and then those players play in regional elims and then um right the top right. 12 from that play in grand finals so uh congrats to both snyder and ringmaster 80 um i don't want to go over the list in like super detail because both of them are going to be illegal <laughs> and yeah i was seeing that there in well, you know, whatever it is now, three yeah. weeks. Uh, when the points actually, technically, the points go live before the rules, don't they? So uh, these technically, yeah. Anyway, uh, Snyder's list is <laughs> going to be eight hundred and forty-eight points. Yeah. Um, it's a it's Damn. a shadow collective list with Pikes, Maul, uh, a bus, and a unit of Black Suns. So slightly different than like the you know quote unquote standard Pike Spam template. He's got a bus in there instead and some black sun, but it's Mall Pike's bus, yeah. basically. Um and then uh Ringmaster has Republic Pikes essentially. It's basically Anakin Padme Pikes. Mm. Yeah. Um defensive lots, Anakin. Defensive Anakin, lots of dodges. So lots of dodges and barrier. Yeah, the barrier is interesting. I um actually looked at this list a lot because this was the player that I was matched up against um before I ended up having to drop. Uh so uh, I like it. It's very I've considered including barrier a lot quite a few times on Anakin. Um cuz Anakin is one of those he's he's most of the time a support force user. You know, you want him close to your clones anyway so that they can spend his surges. So you know, barrier seems like a natural fit for him. If he had three four slots, I think I'd take it all the time. Uh, some it's kind of a hard sell for me over saber throw because his saber throw is so good. Um, especially as a fire support starter, you know, starting off yeah. a fire support with three red surge crit pierce three impact three is pretty good. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I I dig the barrier. Uh, it's an interesting idea, but this one is also, despite being a Republic list, you know, we talked about this with the points. This one is also over 800 because of the increases to the pikes 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got Vigilance in here. Vigilance um, went up seven, which is yeah. He big. actually has has two copies of Vigilance. Ah, so that alone. Yep. So overcame yep. the clone decreases. Yep, overcame the clone decreases. Um. So yeah, congrats to Ringmaster and Snyder. Good luck. They might have actually played by the time this comes out. I don't know. So, but we'll see. Um, nice. Yep. All right. Shall we hit the thing? The thing. The thing, the, the movement thing. The movement thing. So yeah. this comes in two parts. I think the first one is not going to be that controversial, or at least it isn't for me. So let's hit that one first, and then we'll talk about the vertical thing. Because everyone's right. been talking about the vertical movement thing. Everybody else forgets about the first part that was previewed. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. All right. Why don't I it's easy read? peasy. Yeah. So the short version, I don't I don't feel like I need to oh. read this word for word. Yeah, right. You're like, oh, obviously. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So basically it's how soon we forget the ones we're like, no, that that's right. That was yeah. the right move. And we just move on to the things we don't right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Focus on the bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So the change is that when you move a unit, you just place it at the end of the tool. Boom. Perfect. That's it. Which most people are like, wait, how is this a change? Isn't that what everybody Uh, does anyway? Nope. Um, No. (laughs) That's at least that's not what you're supposed to do. Uh, Historically, the rules are that you, I wish I had a movement tool in my immediate vicinity, but basically, you know, you, suppose this pen is a movement tool right there you go yeah there you go there's a movement tool you're supposed to actually like move move the minis this is actually a miniature move the minis base along the tool um which show you yeah there you go uh which can cause issues if you're running into obstacles that are like bumped up against the side of the tool yeah Uh, because in theory like if you're you know at the corner of a building or something it it would get really awkward. Um, a lot of people just there's there was kind of like three categories of people. Um, there was people that knew about the rule and like stringently stuck to it. There was people that knew about the rule and just blatantly ignored it because it was dumb. Um, and then the, there was I think what probably most Legion players which like didn't even know that this was a thing, uh, and just did what they're essentially now codifying as what you're supposed to be doing which is just put the mini at the end of the tool. <laughs> um, so I think this is great. This is obviously, this is one of those situations where like, this is a no-brainer change simply because most people were already doing this because the original rule was kind of unnecessary. Right, so. and, to, and to stop any confusion, this isn't notched base. Yes. It's, it's only uh, uh, trooper minis. Only so, small base trooper minis. Yeah. Yep. So because it made it always made sense for like notch based ones because it's like, okay, well, can like for instance with me, like can the tank gav tank actually make it through this space or can you know can this e-web move through this tight space, right? Yeah. That makes a little bit more sense. But like when you talk about troopers who if you're really thinking about it, they're like on their feet, they could just yeah. like sneak by the thing, right? And be like, Yeah, I got by it, like without a problem. You know, so it yeah, it's good. It's good. Great. Yeah, so Great in in these, the vehicles are going to be able to squeeze through like one inch spaces if their mm-hmm. movement gets them out the other side. No, because it doesn't apply to notches. That's what. 
That's what I just I said. That's what Jay literally just said. Come on, I don't buddy. see where it says it doesn't. John doesn't. Li- John doesn't listen. To it's me. it's not in the screen cap. It is in the paragraph before the screen ta- cap. Okay. It says the movement of miniatures on notched bases remains unchanged. Okay. Um, I don't listen to Jay. No. <laughs> so, clearly, you were you were reading instead of yeah yeah listening yeah, to Jay. Yeah yeah, that's okay. No worries. Um, yeah, it it says at least in the article that this does not apply to notch bases, which makes perfect sense because. Like you said, Jay, it, it would be a weird and immersion breaking. Yeah. But part of why this makes sense to do for troopers and why most people ignored it anyway is like the movement tool is really only slightly smaller than a trooper's base anyway. Mm. You know, it's like probably what, three millimeters on each side, roughly. Yep. Yeah. I um. So it's whatever. The notch base, you know, some notch base units are like six inch wide bases. So (laughs) you've got like two and a half inches on each side of the tool that you have to account for, which makes a lot more sense to have to do that. Um, But yeah, for small base troopers, most people are doing this anyway. So yeah, and I would say very rarely did it ever come up on real tables. This was more of a TTS thing that seemed to come up more for me. It would be like, all right, I want to squeeze between these two things with this trooper and be like, well, can he if he follows the movement? Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, for God's sake. I always sake. felt like such a douche doing that. But, I know. Yeah. But it was um, the rule, right? Yeah. I mean, you were a douche doing that, but uh, know, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it mattered. Sometimes no, like that half inch or. Listen. Or the one or two inches from taking the wider corner, like yep. I, I am the the person that when you play me, for anyone who plays me, you know I'm pretty like, yeah, cool man, yeah, fine, he can move through there, and and that's just how I play. But I I don't hate against people who actually play the like who are rules. I mean that's what the rules are there for. So I'm fine following the rules, but I'm also fine like given a little leeway but if kyle or john or somebody really wants to play by the rules the real rules as written and and really do it then we do it that way you know and uh, so i was always okay with it it just this is good it's this is a good i feel like we do this with each rules change that they've made where we're like half of it roughly we're like yeah no that's good and then you're like, and then they're like, and, and you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> stop, just stop, just end there. You, you had it. You, no, you had yeah. it. it was good. I felt like that with the panic changes. Yeah. Like everything that was actually in the article, you know, which is like units right. not fleeing. All right, whatever. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed making units flee. That seemed like cool. Yeah. But whatever. Kind of helped um, Mandos though. That was nice to hear. Like, yeah. It was one of their weaknesses. So that's that's whatever, it, you know, slightly less complicated. Panic is still something that, you know, costs unit actions. All right, fine. Yep. Um, but then they go like do the panic timing change. And it's like, oh, hang on. Like <laughs> it's, the change was good. Now, the you know, anyway, um, I'm less clear on this one. Uh, once we get to the second part, I have a less clear opinion on it. Let's put it that way. J- John, would yeah. you like to read the climbing rules? <laughs> Reading the whole thing. Um, yeah, go for it. All right. Miniatures can make standard moves onto or through obstacle terrain that is shorter than the height of the moving unit's silhouette. Uh, when placing the movement tool, it may not overlap an obstacle 
terrain feature that is taller than the moving miniature's silhouette. When a unit is overlapping an obstacle terrain feature, it may perform a standard move if the vertical distance changed is not greater than the height of the moving unit's silhouette. If they wish to move onto, off of, or through obstacle terrain greater than the height of their silhouette, they must instead perform a climb. Miniatures or notched bases may not climb. Miniatures on notched bases. All right, I want, I want to stop you right there yeah. because there's there's a part that's relevant to this section that's actually in the text of the article and not the rules. And it's not super clear what this means. Um, so I want to get your guys' opinions on it. It says, units may now move over obstacle terrain shorter than the height of their silhouette with no penalty. Thoughts? Wait. I I think it's... So I, I've heard people say back and forth that they're not sure what this means. I think... Yeah, it would be good if they clarified obstacle terrain features, but I think they intend every piece of anything on the board, excluding maybe area terrain. But I think this would say you could move over barricades without slowing. So there's a couple of perspectives on this. Yep. And there's a, there's a relevant sort of going back to the thing about the movement tool that there's kind of a difference between rules as written or maybe not a difference but there's like rules as written and then there's kind of like a common way to interpret said rules and do them um so right now it is common when classifying terrain to basically say that like unless something is specifically classified as open terrain like light woods or usually it's light area terrain that's classified mm -hmm. as open terrain um that if you're moving over it it is essentially difficult terrain. In other words, anytime, yeah. anytime a miniature is moving over something, unless you specifically said it's open at the beginning of the game, you slow. Yeah. Default. That's to that's kind of like the the common parlance, at least in competitive play. Um, and that I think is primarily because barricades are specifically called out as difficult terrain, and most terrain objects that are not area ter terrain are barricade-like objects. You know, mm -hmm. scatter terrain. Um, it could be like, you know, a building that has a ledge that's lower than a silhouette or something like that. Um, basically, in all of those situations right now, the common understanding is that you have to slow down if you're doing that. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say without seeing the text of this and what they mean by, quote, obstacle terrain, whether this is intended to just make it so that all those interactions are now effectively unhindered it kind of seems like it is um but i've also seen players be like well you still have to talk about what difficult terrain is quote unquote before the match if that's even still a thing in the rule book if they're overhauling the whole rule book like i mean these maybe are not it's the not, only changes know. they're making but if we if we assume that it is still a thing right. um what you would have to say is like can we agree that whenever you're moving over a piece of terrain it's difficult terrain and i think i think probably in practice what's what this will do unless we're missing some text here about difficult terrain not being a thing anymore is it will kind of like flip the default yeah from you know the default being like unless we said it's open you slow down it'll be like yeah unless we said you it's don't difficult. slow down basically yeah um so the upshot probably of this is that for the most part, unless you're moving through like 
swap or something um most units are going to basically have on hindered yeah uh, we'll see but that's my yeah it's interesting right um because i think the biggest question to me is by doing what like if we if if it is what Kyle's saying right now you're basically just like killing three or four keywords or like really mixing up three well, or four we, keywords. we haven't even got to the climb stuff yet yeah, right but this, I, this yeah just has, with this, this yeah, yeah yeah you don't even need to get to the climb stuff right there's right. there's three keywords that this is you know that are just like okay that's worthless now like unhindered yeah it, okay. it, be it becomes the i guess i can cross swamps and dense woods keyword yeah without slowing down yes yeah unless they you know the interesting thing to me is if they well no because they explain the height thing right i was gonna say unless and the only thing i could see is them saying barricades are designed to be difficult and are not which is, which part is possible. of this rule it's you know currently called out it's, it's currently specifically like it's called out an entry in yeah. the rule book yeah so if the if that stays in and it stays right. in as difficult then okay yeah right. i mean but i th I think i think i kind of like it if okay if that's the case where they they stay with the call out for barricades is difficult right and then now you can because because i feel like most conversations about a table are all like yeah that kind of looks like a barricade fine it's a barricade scatter train right yeah yeah now it's going to be more like okay no it's not a barricade so now we need to determine if this is difficult or or an obstacle that's less you know less than the height of a silhouette and i think that's that's an okay thing because then that brings out barricades more which i think we were getting away from they might not even include difficult terrain as a entry in the rule book anymore. It yeah. it sounds like from that snippet that they don't want difficult terrain. Maybe they don't. I don't know. But then I don't really see what Unherded does. Right. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, but... well, so and we'll, we can revisit this after we talk about climbing yeah. because yeah. Yeah, and I think I think it's if applicable. they do keep difficult terrain, and if they still call out barricades as difficult terrain, and if Jay, like you said, the natural extension of that is that scatter most scatter terrain is going to be difficult. I think probably the biggest gray area is just going to be because legion terrain is not uniform, yeah. which I think is good. You know, legion terrain comes in all different shapes and sizes, <clears throat> but what gets weird. What starts to get weird is when you have like things sticking out from buildings that is lower than the height of a silhouette, you know, like pipes or whatever, or you have, you know, a hill, one of those like foam cutout hills that's like it got a clean edge on it, but it's lower than a silhouette, you know, situations like that where it's like not a barricade and it's not scatter, but it's still a thing that you move over. Um, yeah, that's lower than your silhouette. There are tons of terrain pieces that have like bits like that. I think that's probably. Right now, it says that you move over it with no penalty. Right. Right. Which which would be like a huge departure from how it's commonly done right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it sounds like that's their intention. Yeah. Which is which then brings up, like I think it's going to down, and we don't know because we we don't have the rule book. <laughs> but but you know cover like I think it's going to start bringing up questions of cover too because I think in our heads we associated the difficulty of climbing over a train that's half of our mini you know with 
cover. You go, okay, well, I got heavy cover because it's difficult for me to climb over this. So, you know, like, I think those connections yeah. were always we'll made. We'll have to divorce those thoughts for sure. Yeah, like... and I think it's going to take some time to, like, be unless cover changes, but to be like, okay, so it's half of my mini, or it's it's up to my nini, mini's neck, you know, I can get over it without any penalty, uh, but I still get heavy cover from it, you know, which is, seems seems weird but well it's and there's it's notable that there's nothing at least in this preview article about vehicles yeah and creature troopers um vehicles and creature troopers are the ones that previously it had to be less than half their height for them to move over yep but of course the standard cover you know agreed upon before the game conversation usually applied to it has to be more than half height so with vehicles and creature troopers either you could move over it and it didn't give you cover or you couldn't move over it and it did give you cover, basically. Yeah. Um, there's no mention in here about the 50% rule with respect to movement, uh, at least based on what we previewed. This could have the effect of making all vehicles like repulsor units for moving. Yeah, I was going to say, that was a, um, a key identifier with repulsors. Which means an ATST can like move over everything, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the GAV tank can move over more stuff. Yeah. Because... Which would be good in that case. Uh, I feel like yeah. the GAV tank Thank has God. always needed a special rule. But <laughs> oh, like, dude. like, just drive through the wall. It's a tank. Uh, there's a barricade there. You <laughs> the ATRT is pretty tall. It'd be nice yeah. to move well, over. Well, the ATRT is stuff. also a climbing vehicle. It is, which we have no idea of. Yeah, if yeah. That's expert. Yeah. It's an expert climbing vehicle. Yeah. It is expert. Should should we get into what yeah. Yeah. Into climbing? Yeah, we need to before we can talk. Well, more. well, okay. Let's talk about this real quick. I'm okay with this, with some clarifications. I don't. I'm not really like one way or the other on this one. It, I'm, I'm. It's fine. I just need some more clarifications. Yeah. You know. And it, if it's trending into like everything, without any movement keywords can move around easier which it definitely is with the vertical movement i could see it being kind of intentional that like all right fine everything kind of has unhindered um i I like i like these for vehicles i don't like them for troopers yeah it's because it it was a it was a dynamic with the troopers it kind of it kind of cheapens the move at least in the for this one specifically it kind of cheapens unhindered yeah yeah, um, and we don't know. There could be a, right what other change yeah. that comes with. Yeah. But let's let's assume no. Let's let's assume this is it. And right. what we're saying is what it's going to be. Then I want everything that has unhindered on it to come down ten points. Because what is the point? I don't know about ten. But points have already been. I said 10, released five. Okay, maybe five. Remember, it, heavy response units have unhindered. Oh yeah, that's right. Which everybody forgets. <laughs> let's no. Those gotta go up twenty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but you know what i mean like yeah. okay so we just made a keyword this is the heavy obsolete. response unit nerf right here just give everyone else unhindered yeah right because that was definitely the, key, the thing unhindered. that was making them yeah then no one does yeah <laughs> well that's kind of the theme of this climbing rule right the, yeah uh, the old chronos uh meme for yep. everyone's super no one is yep Miss, all right mr bushman you want to read the climbing rule no <laughs> okay so climbing sometimes units maneuver onto tall pieces of obstacle terrain this is accomplished by performing a climb miniatures on notched bases may not climb 
To perform a climb, a unit performs a move as normal, except that it must use the speed one tool. A miniature may not move a vertical distance, or no, a, a miniature may move a vertical distance up to height one when making a climb and may place the movement tool overlapping obstacle terrain that is taller than the height of the moving unit silhouette. Basically, everyone gets jump with reduced yeah. speed is the short version of this. Reading, yeah. There's, well, okay, I there's some I don't like how too. you said that. Isn't that what it is, though? It is 100% how it is. It's it's even slightly better than jump. Um, reading it right now because you can um, do it twice. Not only that, which also yes. Um, but say you had a you could have something that's thirty inches tall, right up against you, and then if it gets shorter within your move to to height one, you could move through anything taller and land on that height one. Because the miniature, the the only restriction with the height one is, is where, where the miniature is moving to, and then the movement tool overlapping says it could go over taller than the height of the moving unit silhouette. They put the restriction one spot instead of both. Yeah, I guess we'll. It Mike could be there's something in the in the full rules that like says you, you know. Yeah, the, it probably the... won't apply often if at all. Okay. But... Okay. Here's why I don't. I hear what you're saying, but it's not everything has jump because jump. Let's hear it. Okay. You with jump, you're still getting your full movement. So there could be cases that you're trying to get over a piece of terrain that is what let's call it five inches, right? With the current, with the, this new climbing, a regular unit is only going to move three inches onto that five inches where Luke or Sabine or somebody like that or Boba Empire Boba could just clear that whole thing and keep going onto the other side. So I think but jump... not if they run into another obstacle. Well, but then don't they have the same rules? Yeah, sure, sure. But right. current well, jump and... as is compared to this now. Like yeah, it's this is it's speed one jump. That's literally what yes. it is. Okay. Um it's still I think it's still a I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just right. like without any changes, I think it's it's not jump though. Well jump because is jump if you is, were to leave jump alone, jump would still be faster. Yes. Yeah, slightly. I mean it's in some cases for, more like on some on units. Unit. On some units, this is just straight jump one. On Vader and Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> it is like Vader and Palpatine had no problem handling okay. Luke Skywalker. This was already like, this is a tough fight. Uh, oh, okay. And now, uh, so maybe I'm high maybe, ground, schmigh ground. Yeah, like, maybe in my head, the the, I'm I'm seeing the argument differently. So so what I'm saying is, I think jump still has value. Oh, it's it's better than like not just being a jump. normal schmo. Yeah. Okay. But right. it's not nearly as better as it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, everyone... So we don't. We don't. So here's. There's a couple caveats here. The first is that they reference that some of these movement keywords, jump, scale, etc., are changing. Yeah. Um. They yeah, have. Scale. They didn't. 
that's the one that really loses here. Yeah, the, <laughs> scale is the they, combination of it all. They have yeah. not. They have not said how those are changing. Right. Yeah. Um. So January like, 16th. We Ooh. don't know. I find it kind of hard to imagine them not getting, at least in relative terms, cheapened or devalued, simply because to to keep like the gap, if you will, the same. You'd have to almost like have jump give you an extra free move in addition yeah. to being able to, yeah, you know, yeah. change vertical distance. It'd have That's to be the like value that they lost, right? It'd have to be like you can move full speed over height one terrain for both moves, and when you're done, make a free speed one move. That would be yeah. like the value difference, you know. Um, okay, let me ask you this let's let's debate this. Could they stop at you can use jump on both your move actions and would that be good enough no it it would still be better than just normal climbing under the new rules but it would it would not be nearly as big as the current delta is between right normal schmoes and okay units that can jump so if you okay all right let's up let's up the ante okay when you jump you have jump one right you get to make before you make your jump move, you get to make a speed one move and then your normal jump move with that. Then that's what yes. I was saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but without the like action, without another action of jump, well, on can your second you movement. do the climb like everyone else? Why wouldn't you be able to? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, sure. Yeah, you could. To... Yeah, let's say it's like everybody else, but when you jump, you get a free speed one move before you perform the jump action. Yeah, that, that would probably be pretty close. Be, be, it would be close. They, it would, it's still like it's still decreasing the delta, but I'd say like if it was a thirty point delta, now it's like a twenty five point delta with that change. With the speed one thing, with if you get a one. if you get a free move, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's Rough it's numbers. all it's all speculation because they didn't tell us what it does, right? Um, I. I think this could ultimately be fine. So of all the changes that they have previewed, personally, I find this one the most difficult to actually assess the impact of. Um, simply because this is such a big change for how units get around that like, it's, it's kind of hard to wrap your brain around. Yeah, that's fair. Um, there, there are two uh, kind of analogies we can use. The first is that if you've played on TTS, TTS has these um, like sloped hills that are pretty common on some maps where you can essentially move like up the slope mm -hmm. to the top of the hill, which is, you know, say height one. Sometimes they have like multi-tier hills, whatever. Um, if you have played on those maps... Uh, I think the best way to think about how this is potentially going to affect the game is that um, there's going to just be a lot more of that. And one thing, having played with a lot of those sloped hills, I think my biggest observation for those simply is that they're very good for ranged units um, because you can basically, uh, when a ranged unit crests a line of sight blocker, you know, you're you're often denying cover because you're looking down. Um, sometimes on a space that's open past that blocker, right? Mm. 
Um, so you get better firing angles. You also tend to have cover on top of that. Um, basically there's with, at least with those Hills, it kind of like removes the downside from being behind a line of sight blocker. You know, obviously the great thing about being behind a line of sight blocker is at least from the angle that the blocker blocks, you can't be shot, mm -hmm. but there's like an opportunity cost there because, you know, you have to spend a lot of actions getting around it or over it right now. Um, with this change, it kind of removes a lot of the opportunity cost of being behind a line of sight blocker. Um, removes the cost. Right. It doesn't remove it entirely. It's more like no, but it, it it more removes the cost. Less it doesn't really remove the benefit. It, exactly. So, um, right. You still get the benefit of when you're yeah. behind it, can't be shot. Right. Uh, but it removes the cost of like overcoming that obstacle. Um, and I I can't decide whether that's good or not. I I think it's, I think it's possible, that this could actually lead to more passive play. Uh. Because previously, if you were like chilling behind a line of sight blocker, the cost of doing that was that you could not interact with your opponent. Yeah. Um, for this now, if you're chilling behind that line of sight blocker, you can go. You can do a last first. You can use. I guess we don't know how uh, this interacts with keywords like steady, but in theory, you could use keywords like steady to do like peekaboo stuff on top of that blocker. Um, yeah. They called it a climb, and a climb is currently a move action, so it would currently trigger steady, relentless charge. Yeah, it's the wow. <laughs> so I mean, it's like charging with your skill. So you could, or with your jump, move Vader up. Yep. Saber throw. Yep. Then move back. Yep. 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 If 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 climb well, stays JC's. as a move action. Yeah, now you see it. Um, no, I mean, That's so, I, so <laughs> I, I, th I think the, I think it's possible that one outcome of this is, since you are making it easier to interact with your opponent while also being on the downside, opposite side of a line of sight blocker, uh, that could lead to more passive play. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe that's offset by more units moving over stuff, in general. I don't I, think it is offset because the the only ones that wanted to get close already had, you know, in unhindered and scale already, all but like IRG. Yeah, it's clear. It's clear. Gear. It's clear that ranged units are the clear winner here because most yeah. melee units, except Vader, <laughs> who's obviously a clear winner here, yeah. yeah, um, already had mobility keywords that let them get over stuff. Yeah, most most saber users have jump. Uh, most melee units have jump or scale. Um, so you know, you got close range units like Mandos, obviously, that have jumped. So, um, the, the biggest winners here are normal schmoes that are ranged units. Uh, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Jump it, jump. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with, I'm not a hundred percent with you guys on that. I think jump still has value. Sure, it went way down. I, I understand what you're saying, um, but I still think it's good. Um, the, the one that I, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around is scale, like I, and how that would work. You know, like is right. it? It's the same, I guess, right? You, if your base, you, you, you go up automatically. You get a free speed 
you know, your speed move, you go down, you get another free speed move on that second move action or something, I guess. But like, I don't know how that affects that value as much. I guess the only thing it does is it kind of stops like there's different interactions now with like Wookiees coming over a building. Well, now I can easily get something up. Like if I have IRG or something, right, I could easily get Royal Guard up there and be like, yeah, no, go ahead. Deal with these guys now, you know. Well, with with respect to scale, if I could make a potential observation here, please. Um, That's what we do. And unfortunately, they didn't explicitly call this out in the article, but I I think this is a uh, sort of hard to argue with benefit of this rule, at least, is that it makes it makes moving over and around terrain more uniform, insofar as like you don't care as much about uh like what actually qualifies as a vertical edge mm. for purposes of climb um you know because you had weird weird things before where like what happens if you have like one of those endor trees and there's a platform on top of it you know like and you're at the bottom of the tree do you end up like where do you end up on the platform you know do you go to the edge you know if you've got like right. an overhanging yeah. cliff is yeah. it the same thing you know, yeah. if you've got like a sloped thing where there's a, like a platform here, but not here, can you climb from here to here kind of a thing? It kind of eliminates the ambiguity around that. Um, so if that's what one of the intentions of this change was, then I could see scale kind of scrapping that like base, do a base move, do a clamber thing, do another free move thing. Um, and if that's the case, I have a hard time like envisioning what it would actually look like. Mm-hmm um it could be a but... it could be same thing right to climb you do the speed one move then you get your full move benefit you know that would that would give scale a little bit of a bonus so while so that, you bring be that up again way better <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i want to to kind of drive home how much jump got devalued um so so yes sure um as is with current jump and with climbing as we see it um yes jump is better because you get your full speed Mm -hmm. um but that is the equivalent of say a stormtrooper squad trying to move over a barricade in old rules you know they have to slow down they they go from speed two to one they lose two inches of movement Mm -hmm. and the wookies with their unhindered they move over that for free right well the stormtroopers they pay two points and they could copy that to gain the two inches yeah, and if, so, if so you, the current difference between climbing now and jump is a two point upgrade. Well, and I think it's more interesting too if you look at like cables, right? Ascension cables give you scale for four points, but it's they're exhaustible, <laughs> right? Um, but also if you just look at it in terms of action costs, right? If suppose you have a wall, right, and you've got a unit here, and they want to get up here, uh, previously. And let's for a moment ignore the fact that there would be a dice roll involved here that could potentially kill models. <laughs> yeah. Um, previously, it would take them one, two, three actions to get to that spot, uh, whereas it would take a unit with a jump one action. So that's mm. a full two action benefit that that jump unit gets from going from you know the ground up to the yeah, that's kind of like the um, max it gains is three act is the two actions because it's not always they're not always a move away from the building and they're not always a move deep into the sure 
elevated it's, terrain. It's it's potentially two actions, yes, at least yeah, one action, and yes. a dangerous terrain test. Yes. So if you factor in like to avoid the dangerous terrain test, you'd have to do two actions on the climb. You know, then it's potentially like one, two, three, four yep. actions versus one. So it's it's really as many as three actions, which is yeah. like a turn and a half worth of actions that the jump unit is gaining over the normal. Yep. Or the their alternative of moving around, like if you're jumping over a piece of L O S blocking terrain. Like still moving around most of those terrain is two or three actions. Hmm. Do we lose Kyle's mic? Maybe. I think. Uh oh. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle. No. No. There he is. There he is. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's my question. They're clearly going to do something with expert climber. Sure. Right. Yeah, they up the points. They up the point on the grappling hooks. So, I mean, what is so expert climber now is while clamoring, do not roll defense dice or suffer wounds. Right. So, is expert climber going to move to you can do the climb, but instead of speed one, you're now your full speed? That makes the most sense. If that's what it is, though, two points is not even close to enough. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? You just you take that on everything. It's yeah, two points. But it's well, so I mean, so that's the difference point. between e gear <laughs> and a unit without e gear. You're moving over difficult terrain. Climbing is now a difficult move. That's what they've done. So right, you go from your four inch move to your six inch move on vertical buildings, or before with difficult terrain on the flat battlefield. Yeah, but I, I think. I think it's a four little more valuable more expensive than eager. when you're talking about... No, it's not four points, though. It's two. It's going from one to two. No, what's eager right now, though? One. One. So yeah, one it's... compared to four? Like, it is more expensive. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Eager is two. Okay. But hooks are going up to two from one. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, they're. I thought they were going two to four. No, they're going one to two. One to two. Okay. One to two. One to two. So, I mean, so my analogy still applies... Yeah, I guess if you're talking about vertical vertical movement, um, that extra those extra inches are a little bit more valuable simply because somewhere in there you have an edge that you have to clear, and like you know the extra two inches could be the difference between like falling short of the edge and actually getting over the edge. It might, Um, and it might not. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, like I I get what you're saying. Um, Yeah, it's just an interesting. Like that clearly went up one point, and the only thing is expert climber, right? So that's clearly going to change. Yeah. And my only thing I could think of was like, oh, instead of a speed one, they're going to so, make it your full movement. You ignore so if they the do effects. that, if they do that with expert climber, like who knows what unhindered and scale and jump are going to get? Right. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but now that we've talked about climb, I want to circle back to. The last one, the because it kind of reinforces my thought on why movement is just open. Okay. Because now it does not make sense if they would make you move, if they would make you climb over a barricade, because that's what it would then be if you're reducing Ooh. your speed. Yeah. 
If you go like, speed one over a barricade, that would be the same as climbing a up the hip height barricade that's not going to be actually hard to move over, or climbing a fifteen foot building, like yeah, not the same thing. So that's why I think that they're moving to open, but we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, wild. Yeah, it's a it's a big benefit for all those normal schmucks yeah. that don't have movement keywords. All the normal schmucks I don't like to play. Yeah, yeah. I guess for me, it'll... you know, who's got a lot of normal schmucks. Sorry to interrupt you, Jay. <laughs> yeah, Blizzard Force, Empire, yeah. Empire. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's. I know we're supposed to react to all this stuff, but like without the context of all the keyword changes, I'm just like, I mean, it seems fine. And if they like bump everything up to match or or change jump completely to mean something even cooler, okay, cool. I'm on board. You know, I mean. I don't know. They yeah. haven't done nothing that they've done so far has really deeply concerned me about breaking the game. I It's more of how different it is and it's hard to tell what it's going to do, but I, 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 I'm not like, oh, great, they just ruined this game. Like, not, Nothing's making me think that. It's just making me think of how the different interactions are going to be now. And I'm still not caught up on it. Does that make sense? Like, I don't feel. Is that a good standard to like measure it against them? <laughs> Is that like a huge lowering of expectations to be like, oh, thank God we can still play Legion. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess the only reason I say it like that is just because of how concerned we were going into it based on, you know, some of the other stuff that's happened. Is but AMG I, paying oh, you, Jay? Are you, are you getting paid here? <laughs> no, I'm just, listen, I, overall, anything that makes this game a little bit quicker, uh, a little bit easier to play, I, I'm all for because it's, it's, I know you guys really like the high level competitive play. I And I get it. I just, man, sometimes when it's like, You know, you're in like your third match of like almost three hours and you're like, you know, I can't keep doing this, man. Like sometimes it just can become a slog. And I think for me, um, I'm really looking forward to it speeding up a little bit, becoming a little bit easier to just like play, you know, and to have a good time and to play play the game. And I don't think they're they're cutting the knees out from competitive too bad like sure there's a little bit of stuff that you guys enjoy doing like peeking on the corner of my silhouette and i couldn't see you back like that's you know i get that uh, I, I never enjoyed that actually i like yeah. reciprocal line of sight it's the yeah. center lines that i miss more <laughs> right i miss but the center lines a lot more. center lines you know panicking yeah. like i don't know like uh, all of that i was just kind of like yeah it's just different it's not like i don't know I'm I'm more positive on this, I think, than most people. I'm I'm like none of these really feel like they were time sinks. Like hmm. I don't know. I think that's kind of where I'm coming from. The like where the is it fair for us to measure the standard of like, well, they didn't break Legion, so this is good. My standard is kind of like, were these actually necessary and do they improve the game? Yeah. Um I think I think the jury is definitely out on some of these. Um, I think improve is subjective to how you play and, and what you're looking to get well, out of the that's, game. That's also fair. Yeah. Um, but I think I, it makes some stuff easier for sure. 
for and newer it, players to understand. I think here's here's one thing I could definitely think you could say, particularly with um, this change, which again I don't have a positive or negative opinion about this. I could end up liking this one. Uh, the panic change is a different story, but um, between this and the panic change, I think you can pretty confidently say that at minimum it pretty significantly changes the value of a lot of units in the game and abilities. Um, so e even if you could say that like these changes end up being kind of neutral for the play experience, uh, we were at a point where like I think it was pretty well understood which units needed addressing mm. for balance purposes. And then otherwise, Legion was actually in like a pretty good spot overall balance-wise. Um, and look, I, I don't envy AMG for having to try and balance a miniatures game. Balance is super difficult. Um, that doesn't mean it's not worth doing. It's extremely worth doing. But uh, I guess my point is like we were in a spot where I think we were actually very close to having like a very balanced game of Legion. Yeah. And now they've made all these changes, which may or may not have been necessary, which at minimum wildly throw off the valuation of a lot of units mm. in a way that is at some point down the road going to need to be looked at again. Um, That's fair. If, if we want a balanced game. And I've seen people be like, well, evaluate the change based on, uh, you know, like just on its merits, ignore the effect on the current balance of the game and the current units in the game. And it's like, you, you can't really do that though, because right. I, I don't think, you know, they've said openly that like their resources are limited. Um, so I don't think that you can just like assume that like perfect balance is going to follow on to these changes. Um, no. And, uh, and I think, I think too, like if, if a change creates a bunch of value distortions, like that's, that's a component you have to include and whether or not it ends up being a good change or not. That's that's got to be one of your factors. So, Yeah. Um, well, and I think resource restrictions or not, even back in the FFG days, like I, I don't know how big their testing group is with AMG, but even in back in the FFG, you know, they had two developers. They had a robust testing group. Like they had all this stuff. I think they didn't even see the causality of rules changes or new new rules um, until, you know, the world got a hold of yeah. them for at least yeah. like four to six months. Right. And then some maniac like Kyle or Luke or, or John or somebody, you know, like goes, oh, yeah, uh, they missed this one and then starts crushing everyone for like months. Right. With some with some insane list. Um that always happens, but yeah, I, I I I see what you're saying. There's so many changes with this that you're like, I don't know the valuation of anything anymore because the rules are different now, right? Like, and, the, and then you have to acknowledge yeah. that that's like a cost that we're essentially paying. Um, right. and like maybe these will be better in the end. Maybe they'll do a bunch of like extremely effective on point points changes yeah. to to target how these changes affect various units um i would I think, have thought those would have be... come earlier in this month though well they, they, they haven't had changes. enough yeah if, if you have had enough testing with it i don't think. well that's the thing if you have unlimited resources ideally that's how you would do it yeah um but 
it seems like, you know, and a lot of people commented in the points changes that they were like super conservative, clearly just addressing like the, the most obvious broad brush themes um, made the comment like, okay, clearly they did that to kind of hit, hit the obvious things and they're waiting to see how these rule changes affect things before doing more points changes. Um, I, I think that has to be the case. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, like some of these are, you know, you would have seen a bunch of cuts to jump units or scale units. Uh, you know, you would, you, if you were looking at, even if you set aside these rules changes, right, you should have seen cuts to rubble units that, you know, uh, use dodges a lot, but are not good. <laughs> yeah. Like Jin or Leia or rubble mandos, you know, like even if you set aside the rules changes because they nerfed dodge spam kind of across the board but they didn't you know give anything back to the bad units that use dodges so yeah um i th I think i think the optimist in me wants to be like you know they're not married to the yearly timeline anymore um they're gonna look at how these changes affect balance and they're gonna do a bunch of points changes as a result or you know alternatively right if if it turns out that some of these changes are ones that people really don't like maybe they just roll them back or tweak them in a different like we talked about like some of these like all these changes it seems like one part of it is like oh yeah that's great obviously you know that's an amazing change and then you get to the subtext and you're like oh wait hang on <laughs> um so you know i don't know i'd well, like to think that they're open to that kind of feedback but we'll see yeah and i guess too though from a marketing perspective i really appreciated how they did this from a holistic standpoint because we've already seen in what two or three of the articles that they put out where they put this all this stuff out everyone was like oh my god what about this and then they had to do a clarification like Oopsie. and go oh uh, no that's in there and it me and this is how it's going to work so uh, you know i just wonder how much is actually in the book and how much they've actually thought about and then how much is going to be FAQ'd on the forums? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, and inevitably, you know, don't get me wrong. I admire the effort. I think it's, I think it's worthwhile to, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of streamline the rules. And, you know, I know some people hate the RRG format. Um, I think it's fine to do sort of a, here's how you play the game followed by a keyword glossary kind of thing. I think that's all like totally noble and great. And I'm glad they're doing that. Uh, but you will always get in a game like a miniatures game where words matter a lot. Um, you will always get casualties when you do something like that. And they're going to have to kind of, you know, regardless of whether you like the rules or not, they're going to have to work through those casualties uh, kind of, you know, as as they go through. Because there's there's going to be some some keyword or some rule where you're looking at it and you're like, wait a minute, you know, that's not how that worked before. Like, is this did they do this on purpose or did they just forget a word? <laughs> you know, did they, did they forget to transpose this the one sentence in this keyword that completely changes how it works? Yeah. Um, or did they actually change this keyword? Uh, yeah. So, you know who I don't envy out of this whole thing is the uh, judges at LVO and, uh, <laughs> and at worlds. And it's going to be rough. Yeah. And, and I, it's interesting. I was in a, making, excuse me, 
having a conversation about like, well, this is great. It's going to really clean up judge calls and, uh, you know, make everything less ambiguous. And I'm thinking to myself, like between my six games at Nova and my five games at PAX, which is 11 games, I think I had a total of four judge calls yep. across all 11 games. Um, and generally for both events, like judge calls were pretty sparse <laughs> in general. I don't know if you guys have different observations about those. Um, no, but... John and I had two or three ourselves. So for our game, like, I mean, it's part of like, it just is what it is. And I think, well, sorry, I meant like four total across 11 games. Like, oh, no, we had like four for like our. Okay. I tend to get a lot. Um, we will find like scenarios, and I don't like to. I, yeah. I really try not to. It's not even bullying, but I, I don't want to intimidate my opponent into accepting that this is how it is. Yeah. Like, so if I tell them how it is and then they don't believe me right away, I'm like, all right, we, that's all right. We could get a judge. Yeah. I and can well, pull it up for you. I and will one... say, John, and you're on to like back you up with that. The one of the incredible things that I noticed that you do too is that when we call the judge, like some people try to plead their case to the judge. Like John doesn't at all. He just get, he's just like yeah, don't, here's don't the plead facts. Here's the facts, and then that's it. Like we that's how we did it, and I really appreciated that, John, about because yeah. like it was just those. And I think for John and I, it was more like. You know, we're friends, so we didn't really want to make the call one right. way or another, like because it's going to go in somebody's favor. Yeah. And we're just well, like, and then we're, we're also have... friends with the judges, so we don't want <laughs> right. them to know who helps really. Like, yeah, just you want to help them stay unbiased, right? Like, so here's the facts yeah. just is this what do you think? Yeah. And yeah. then, and then, you know, which was nice, yeah. And that's how you should do judge calls, right? There's, there's yeah. a couple things I'm not saying judge calls are good or bad. My my core point with that simply is like I don't oh, feel right. like there was that many judge calls in Legion anyway. Mm, um, yeah. No. But uh, you should never feel bad about calling a judge. That's what they're there for. It's literally their their job. Uh, don't think that it's some stigma that you think your opponent has done something wrong or whatever. Like yeah. if there's any ambiguity, just call a judge. It's their job. Um, but also, yeah, when they get there, just give them the facts. Don't try and plead your case. Um, this is not a court of law right and you're not an attorney so <laughs> they get there just tell them what what it is your question is if they have follow-up questions clearly let them ask the follow-up questions but like yeah don't don't plead with the judge they're not there for that they just want yeah. the facts they want to make a decision and they want to move on so yeah it's great that you do that um but yeah i don't feel like legion had a ton of judge calls anyway so no I, I so for for those of you at home that maybe you don't play competitive as much 99% of my judge calls are can I see that unit <laughs> like and what kind of cover do they have that's like yeah. that's that's most of them like that's which which makes sense because you know for rules and stuff at the competitive level like most people know the rules yeah um so you're not going to have a lot of rules questions one of my I think two of my four judge calls that I'm thinking of over those two events were related to transports, which I just don't run. So yeah. those were like rules questions. One was a line of sight. One was one of those situations you referenced, John, where it's like my opponent was like utterly convinced that a rule was one way and I wasn't really going to argue with him. So I'm just like, sure, let's just ask the judge how this right. works. It was, it was the box conditions, you know, it was like, 
you know, he was convinced that supplies only get one charge. And it's like, no, you flip it over. And then oh. so they get two charges. And I was like, but it, it, it's not even worth like <laughs> trying to figure this out or look it up. Let's just yeah. call a judge and see what they say. So, yeah. Um, you didn't use Legion quick guide. <laughs> no, it was one of those things. The judge was like yeah. three tables away. No, it was just I, way faster to be like, Hey, uh, right. how many charges do conditions do supplies get Two. Okay. Let's move on. You know? Yeah. 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 yeah um no so. and, and that's yeah and you should calling judges is should never be a negative thing right. it's it's always a positive thing to just help the game move and for you and your opponent to be on the same level right it's not a like hey i'm gonna win this judge call it's like no nah, i just need to know what the rule is here so that we're both playing by the same you know we should all be playing by the same rules that's <clears> that's <throat> what this is all about right yeah but yeah i uh, so so i i think here's the problem though right this game's been out for four or five years, five years coming up in March. Right. Yeah. And and so um, the, we, we all still like, even Kyle just said like, yeah, I don't really know the rules around that a hundred percent. So now imagine having to judge an event. Well, the first one's going to be 10 days after the new rules come out. And then the second one's literally going to be about a month and a week or two uh, after mm -hmm. after the rules come yeah. out and having to like sit down, read the rules and then <clears throat> hopefully make the right calls during judging duties. Oh, man, I just I don't envy any of those those people. It's going to be hard for and sure. If, and if you're playing at one of those events, please, for the love of your judges, dive into the rules before you go. <laughs> um, yeah. And like I'm gonna get make some sure practice games in. Like we've got a tournament, <coughs> uh, I think five days after the rules drop, and I'm gonna try and like put together all the big changes. Um, yeah, and then yeah, Arizona Crew's gonna storm Vegas. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, awesome. I mean, just got, yeah, like, try 10 people going. I think. Yeah, wow. I mean, we're all yeah. gonna have to study, right? Yep. Yeah. Everybody Start. study. And we're going to have a very helpful article on the fifth trooper too, probably that outlines all the changes. I hope detail, so. So that's how I learn everything. I just literally <laughs> wait for you, the smart people on the team to do something. And then I just read or listen into it. And then that's how I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, got it. I don't actually nice. go read the rules myself. I just see what Evan writes and then go, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. calls it editing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to edit this. Evan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That seems right. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which any of these rules changes that we've been talking about and points changes over the last month or so uh or three weeks um we've we have blog posts on all of them very yep. in-depth evan did a great job i actually yep. i rarely read our blog posts only uh the rules change ones and and evan did a fantastic job on all of those so yeah what do you call them like you call them like Christmas songs. Or yeah, something. it's it's it based funny. on the twelve days of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it was on great. The fourth day of new rules. Yeah, and even he, yeah, yeah, he even stuff. did like breakdowns of the winners and losers of each all the rules. Like he did a great job, and and so I highly recommend reading that. It goes more in depth uh, into different areas. So yep, the fifth trooper dot com slash block. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's that's good enough. We can let's just close this down. Yeah, I'm with you.
<laughs> we did we did it like i know we had lvo list waffling but I, are you really gonna know what you're bringing until the 16th probably not i, I mean kyle you'll know yeah but but you know most if, everybody else <laughs> unless there's unless there's a giant landmine waiting in those rules i'm bringing blizzard force <laughs> kind of praying for a giant landmine i mean look i would I, you know it needs one um but yeah. if it doesn't get one that's what i'm running because you know yeah yeah I think if if it doesn't get a huge benefit, I'm probably sticking at some form of Yoda Chewy Barks. Yoda gets a huge benefit from the panic changes. He does. Yeah. One of his one of his like his mobility is similarly devalued, but um he doesn't rely on it as much as like Luke does. So Yeah. We'll see. Mm. And and he could jump jump on his mobility turn so right. he doesn't lose anything at all yeah and now he can just like not that he wouldn't just win hostage anyway but if you happen to have a box carrier that's like within range four of yoda on the last turn after it goes he can just make yeah. it score zero points Good and enough. your opponent can't pick it up <clears throat> yeah it's hey listen uh i don't know it's all it's all good. We're gonna well, it'll all wash out, and in a year from now, we'll be talking about how different the game is. I guess who knows. Hopefully, not that different. Well, we'll be talking about the new Ewok meta. <laughs> can't hey, wait. Oh, yep. I can't wait. I'm we'll hard see. in. I'm so hard in Ewoks. I don't even care if they're the worst. I'm litter. That's that's all I'm playing. They're gonna be a great. Uh, oh, yeah, God. I'm I'm with you, Jay. I loved uh, like orcs and goblins from Warhammer yep. Fantasy, and that's exactly what it's going to be. Except you can probably like also take Jedi Luke. Oh so then, God, you know, dude, that was not? orcs and goblins. I literally still I still have all my fantasy stuff. That was the biggest army I had. I had about almost five thousand points, and this was like classic fantasy, like eighth edition. But like I had almost like. 5,000 points of orcs and goblins because I just couldn't help myself. Like, I would just keep, I'm like, oh, those are cool. Like, I just love that whole like insanity. I've said it before in the podcast. And if Ewoks are anywhere close to that insanity, I, I'm like hard in. And then the potential of having Chewie in an ATST, like, I don't know. There's, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm <laughs> I'm just so excited. <laughs> Rebel ATST. Yes, please. They need a card. They need a command card. Yeah. Like a one pip, right? That just like does like eight damage with like impact five to any <laughs> armored vehicle, right? Like, it... <laughs> nah, it's just... give, give me a unique ATST so that I have to take Chewy and I can only take one. I'll I'll, I'll play a couple lists with it. They've yeah. said that there is going to be a unique ATST. Oh, dude, I'm that's in. that's going to be it. Except they've also said gonna that they're going to be bad against vehicles, which doesn't really compute with me because if you can check. If you can take an ATST and you can take Jedi Luke, they're not going to be bad against vehicles. No, no. <laughs> but so the ATST maybe they just no meant the Ewoks themselves. Yeah, yeah, not the list, just the Ewok units. Yeah, but if Ewoks have dice, like, <laughs> and if they have dice, unless uh, they can't critical or something, yeah, they would have to do that because dice quantity is. I just... Uh, I just want Ewoks like flying on like makeshift like gliders. Mm. I want like Ewok like catapults. Where they could jump down but not up. Yeah. Maybe they oh. speed three when they're going down from terrain. It's so good. that'd be fun. 
Oh my god, catapults! Like I just want the like drunk Ewoks. I want it all. Like I just magic. Like they got that. You know, like the the the. Oh my god, I want the whole thing. Witch magic. Oh my god, that would be so good. Ewok magic. <laughs> yeah. Making me uh, want to play Ewok Hunt from Battlefront. Uh, yeah, they get like so. You know how like like you know. Uh, they have Jedi Hunter, but they have like Stormtrooper Hunter. Oh my god, mm. that would be great! Like there they... you go, they get Surge Crit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> against Stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. Dude, that would be so good. Any Imperial Core unit. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's oh, the like Empire it. nerf right there. They just yeah. they just lose to Ewoks automatically. Yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. <laughs> Ewoks gain fifty percent attack value against <laughs> yeah Empire. Yeah. Uh, anywho those armor piercing bows and arrows man oh dude you could have them like so that they could hide and like randomly pop out like like cad baden tokens but like it's like <laughs> entire ewok units they just like pop out of the bush oh my yeah. god <laughs> uh, so good possibilities are endless I, I wish my pax gift card was good long enough to order ewoks but i don't think it's gonna be Oh, and then maybe there's like a command card where they like you actually like cook like one of the units, like an eat them. <laughs> you know, Jeez. that's a little dark, I think. Yeah, that's oh, that oh. straight for it. <laughs> Was that too much? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is notorious scoundrels. You got oh, after yeah. dark later, right? Right, 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 right. Sorry. Jay, they just they pulled those helmets off of the stormtroopers that defected from the empire, yeah, after yeah, the clearly. battle of Endor, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Right. And they definitely weren't gonna cook Luke and those guys. Nope. No. Yeah, that was just a uh that was just an initiation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh dude. To keep him warm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, and <laughs> like C three PO's a commander. Is very cold. Yeah. Dude, this is gonna be so good. C three PO is a commander. Yeah. That would be <laughs> <laughs> Well, first, I'd like to find out what Dark Troopers and Gideon do. I yeah. assume we will find that out first. Suppose I don't even care. I just want these Ewoks. Yeah, I know. Uh, no, yeah, the Dark Troopers are really that whole like face up, face down order token thing is real strange. Two activations. Yeah. I mean, if they're expensive enough, that could be fine. Yeah. yeah. They're like a speed one. And you if know, they like, yeah. hit hard enough because they are. Unlike the rest of the vehicles, they are subject to um, attrition. attrition. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm almost worried that they don't hit hard enough. Yeah, we'll which see. Which is weird for me to say about an imperial thing. We, we haven't seen the upgrade <laughs> weapons yet, right? The yeah, yeah and they get yeah. two, right? So. Yeah, there's the the cricket bat, which is the myrtleizer. I think is the official official name for it. What? Which I think is hilarious, uh, because I think that that weapon is not. Does not appear in any official canon. Okay. Hmm. I, I I maybe I'm picking this up from a stream. I don't know. My understanding was that that was from like concept art that they ended up not using for Mandalorian, and that they never actually named it. And that similar to like the DF90 Mortar Trooper, they actually got to like create a okay. weapon name, and that they ended up calling it the Myrtleizer. So, which I oh think is hilarious. Gosh. Good job on that one. Um, oh boy. <laughs> I'm still calling it the cricket bat in my head. Yeah. But and then there's there's some kind of critical gun. That's like a machine gatling gun or something. 
Yeah. I, I, listen, those are interesting. And I, I mean, I definitely get everything that comes out. Uh, <laughs> besides swoop bikes that's the only <laughs> thing i didn't get um and never will get uh but no I, I you know i yeah i'm in i'm in on everything it's star yep. wars i i still love it no matter what yep all right cool i think that's good that is i think i think it's now good. it's good yeah now, yeah now we're good now we're fully cooked yeah yeah fully cooked <clears throat> All right, we're the fully cooked notorious scoundrels. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm Jay. I'm John Bushfax Bushman. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs>